0: Mom, he mom down somewhere. Mom, this is so he's funny. picking on me.
1: <laughs> if you know your party's extension, please dial it now. Austin, we have a problem. Sick of all this complaining <gasps> all the time.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin.
1: Welcome back everyone to Multitasking in Heels. We're thrilled to have you here. Um today our topic is single parenting. And joining us is our friend Jen Hoffmeister, mother, writer, entrepreneur, dancer, and survivor, who is going to share her story of being a single mom and what it's like raising her two young boys on her own. So, welcome to the podcast, Jen.
0: Hi. Um, so,
1: before we get into our topic today, as our guest, uh, do you mind sharing your pump and flat moments of the week with our listeners?
0: Sure. Um, so, I will start. Well, so the pump should be I live in Toronto and our kids have been home virtual schooling um, since Christmas and mm. we, they are going back supposedly in a week and a half. Um, I'm not sure I believe that, but- oh, uh, fingers crossed. <laughs> so what my pump actually is, is um, that uh, my son, my, my uh, eight year old Logan, he has started to exhibit more confidence Where I think being home with me, he would ask every, like, how do you spell this? I'm like, get it on the page and we can look it over if you want me to. But I'm not at school with you. So, and I went to check with him on something and he's like, oh, I turned that in already. And I was like, oh, okay. And like, it's happened a few times this week and that was just a huge step for him. So that was pretty awesome. That's great. Um, Just in like leaving me be a little bit and doing what he's supposed to do and um, so that was really great. And um, my flat. I mean, I'm with my children all the time. So they typically have to do with my kids um, was uh, the other night, uh, Logan, my eight-year-old, he lost it just because he misses my family because my family is down in the Boston area where you ladies are. And we haven't seen them in over a year. Um, and just like I'm feeling it. But, you know, for, for a kid to like really verbalize that is, it just, it makes it hit home more. So it was kind of garbage. Yeah.
1: And you see like what kind of a close bond they have with your family, which is so heartwarming, right. Yeah. And so heartbreaking that you can't, we can't do anything about it right now. I mean, I know we see it with our kids too, Lindsay and our, you know, our families live closer by, um, at least Lindsay's in-laws live close by and my family's close by. So we, you know, can do driveway visits and backyard visits, but it's just not the same. You know, they don't understand why can't I have a sleepover or why can't we have Graham and grandpa over for Christmas or different things like that. So you see kind of the bond that they've established, which is really great, but yeah. on the flip side, it's just, you know, really heartbreaking to see them. Yeah. All right, Lindsay, how was your week?
2: Um, my week was good. Um, my pump moment was that I did something yesterday that is very exciting, and I can't share all of it yet, but it is going to be something very exciting for my future, and it was a big step um, in the right direction, and I felt like an adult. <laughs> and um it was just something huge that I never thought I would be doing so it was pretty exciting big leap of faith yeah I would say yeah and um I'll be following up on later podcasts about what that was but um my flat moment was this morning I got up my husband and son were out of the house early for hockey and I came down to what I would say looked like a frat party had happened in my house. Ooh. There was a pizza box. There were tonic waters strewn around. There were dirty socks from both my husband and my son. They have a tendency, which I despise, of leaving their dirty socks that somehow they get hot on their feet while they're watching TV. So they take them off and they put them on our coffee table. Okay.
0: Not (laughs) on the floor.
2: (laughs) Disgusting on our coffee table. And my husband started this. So my son was like, oh, that's what dad does. I'll just do it too. There were pillows all over Mind you, I went to bed at the same time my son did and I thought that I left the living room in a decent shape and I don't remember seeing his socks on the coffee table but it was dark because we were watching a movie and the lights were out so I must have been half asleep (laughs) but I was just like It felt like I lived with like six frat guys. Seriously, you have
1: one husband and one son. How much destruction could they have done? It was, it was disgusting,
2: and it stunk, and it smelled, and I was just like,
1: "Oh my god!"
2: And I had like, fifteen minutes to clean up before Liz got there, and I was like a whirling dervish in my kitchen. And I was just like, this is so gross.
1: The sock thing drives me bonkers too. I don't know if it's a boy thing. I mean, my husband doesn't take his socks off, but my boys do. And I'll like just find socks like behind pillows or under couch cushions or whatever. Squished in. Yes. What is that? And then Will complains. He's like, he's getting dressed in the morning. He's like, mom, I don't have any socks. And I'm like, because they're all over the fucking house. (laughs) And I'll do his laundry. And I will have like just six individual socks. Yeah. Without- a mate. eight. Yep. Is.
0: Oh, we don't pair socks anymore.
1: Yeah. It's a waste of time.
0: I, I, my own preference is that they need to be like the same brand, like from the same mm-hmm. package. Um, but yeah, no, my boys do too. Actually, I, I lost it. It's funny you said that because I lost it yesterday on them. I was like, you know, if I were to ever have divorced your dad, it would have been for this. Like, and he's <laughs> not here anymore. And what, like, why are you leaving socks everywhere? You're yes. too little.
2: It's
1: it's like like, eight. Yeah. It's like they're hardwired to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, that's really funny. Oh, we're years, Liz. Uh, so my pump moment. So my twins are are eight and I do have to say as much, I talk a lot on this podcast about how my kids drive me crazy and they do drive me fucking crazy. But one of the things that I'm really, really grateful for is that my twins have a very special relationship with each other. They really do get along so well they very rarely fight um and this week they i think it was the day it snowed and so they didn't go to school in person they had to do like an extra remote learning day which was horrendous but they built this huge blanket fort in our family room they took all of the kitchen chairs and they brought up like folding chairs from the basement and they brought all these blankets downstairs and they made this huge blanket fort together and then just sat under it for like three hours and played together and they called themselves blanket fort buddies. And they have all these like cute little names for things that they do together. Like in the summer, um, we belong to the pool club. And so every time we would come home from the pool, they would want to take a bath together, which they were bathing suits. We're not that weird. So but they would call each other bathtub buddies and they would play in the bath and like Brady had like extra candy from something and Avery didn't have, you know, any more candy left from when we went to like the store as a treat so he's like oh Avery I'll give you my last piece of candy and so they just have this like really special relationship which is really fun to witness um when they're not driving me crazy so that was my my pump moment was just kind of seeing those interactions with each other my flat moment also has to do with my children Um my daughter in particular she for months now and I've posted on Facebook about this she is having a ton of trouble staying in her room and staying in her bed. And I think she's got a ton of anxiety as a result of this pandemic. She just, there are nights where I'll go to leave her room. and She just starts screaming. Like she's terrified that someone's in there. Um, There are also nights where I'll leave and she'll stay. And then 20 minutes later, she's like sneaking around the corner, you know, downstairs. And she just, and, I, and now we've gotten to a point where it's a ha- habit, like it's this self-fulfilling prophecy. And if I was a better mother, I would lie in bed with her until she fell asleep. But I don't have that in me. Like when you go to bed, it is now my time. It is my time to sit on the couch and watch Netflix with a glass of wine. Like I don't want to lie in bed next to you for 45 minutes while you fall asleep. Um, so I've created this monster who now gets out of bed every night and comes downstairs and now she'll fall asleep on the couch next to me. And then eventually Danny or I will bring her up. And then in the morning, she hasn't really gotten a great sleep and she's a little bit of a monster. So it's this vicious cycle that I don't know how to break. Um, but she, she's just legitimately terrified or sad or whatever. She just can't stay in her bed. And, and, you know, I've tried everything, um, rewards and aromatherapy and meditation and all of that. And I think it's something that I'm hoping that she grows out of just as quickly as she grew into it. Cause it's exhausting for, for everyone. Um, and I don't know what to do for her, but I do think it's like one of those side effects of this pandemic and all of our kids are having these side effects of the pandemic that all come out in, in different ways, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. That's horrible.
0: Yeah.
1: That's so hard. yeah. Um, so anyway, Uh, All right, on to our main topic. Um, So, Jen, you're a single mom of two young boys uh, because of a tragic accident that took the life of your husband, Warren. And you speak very openly in your blog um, about your grief and trying to kind of manage through that and figuring out what life looks like now as a single mom. Um, So, we'd love for you to share your story about that. But before we kind of get into, into that, can you give our listeners a little bit of a background about you and Warren and how you met and kind of just your journey? together and sort of where you are today.
0: Sure. Um, so I worked in the film industry in, in Los Angeles um, years after, actually, Liz and I worked together in advertising. <laughs> um, and while I was in film, my the producer I was working for got the opportunity to direct a movie and they were going to make it here in Toronto. And so I came up here with him, and I, um, I was the, the newbie little director's assistant, and he was the special effects coordinator, coordinator making it rain, and did we make snow on that? I can't remember. Um, and it was my first time, like, I had been on a few commercial sets, but being on a real film set and what, like, when you're in the sunny day, and you look in the monitor, and you see the rain, it's just really, it's a really cool thing, I think, especially Today, when so much of filmmaking happens after the fact, when it comes to things like that, um, and I remember going up to him, and and we had met and we had talked, but I was like, "That was so cool," and he was like, "It was just a couple rain towers." Like apparently, it was the lamest rain you could make. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got to know each other over the show, and cut to one night that we went out for. Um, we had an extra long weekend because we were shifting our work week, and we went out for oysters and the rest was history. Um, we were long distance while I went after I went back to LA for about a year. And then, um, I asked a producer that I knew, um, to hire me on a show up here so I could get another work permit and, and we could kind of spend more than, you know, a month in the same city, um, dating to kind of see if it was real. And we were a showman's made good. You know, we got married, we had kids, all of it. We we made our life here in Toronto because he was much more established in his career here. Um, and frankly, they just shoot a ton of stuff here in Toronto. Um, it's a really film-friendly city and, and uh, people love coming here to work. So it just made sense. Um, and... He, you know, towards the end of his life worked on some really cool stuff like The Shape of Water um, and um, both the It movies um, and uh, a lot of nerd content, I like to say. And so uh, in the summer of 2019, he was they were. Uh, rehearsing a car flip gag. Like when you flip a car, they call it a gag. They were rehearsing that, and um, something they had done many times on the TV show Titans, and something went wrong. I still don't know the mechanics of it, but like either the rig exploded or something came off the car and, and it flew 80 feet, and he took it to the head. And, um, sorry, I should have said like really graphic. Um, (laughs) I don't, um, uh, it doesn't faze me, I guess, to talk about it because it's just what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, unfortunately, uh, he didn't survive. And so I am, you know, here in Toronto on my own with my two boys. And I think a lot of people expected us to move back to Boston. Um, but when, you know, it was a big deal. It was all over the news. Um, so, you know, that night when I finally got home, cause the boys and I had been at the beach like an hour away that day. And then they, then we were with friends and I was at the hospital and just like all the stuff we were dealing with that day. And I live on a little court or cul-de-sac here and we got home at like 10 o'clock at night and all of my neighbors from like the 15 houses were on the neighbors across the street like waiting for us to come home and you know, like unloading the car because you had all the beach stuff. And, you know, my mom actually in the midst of all this drove up here, you know, the the nine hours. So helping her unload her car. And I was like, you know, I don't have any pull-ups. And somebody went to the, the to the drugstore to get them. And, you know, that when you have that kind of support, you know. My mom even, you know, people would ask her she's like, I don't know that she should come back to Boston. She goes, I want her to, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we really built a life here. I, I built a life here. Um, so here we are and now we're in a pandemic and, you know, What
1: happens- was it like Jen getting like that phone call about what happened? Can you even remember
0: it? Oh yeah. I, I remember it. I remember, um, we had just gotten to the beach there's this beautiful beach an hour east of where we live. um, And it's one of the few places that I've been in Ontario that reminds me of like the ocean. Cause I always joke being from the Boston area, living in Los Angeles, like a Lake beach, and I like lakes, but it's not a real beach. That's not a beach. Um, but this beach, it's just like, you know, I think it's a man-made beach, but big white sandy beaches, like beautiful horizon. It's just beautiful. It's our favorite place to go. We go there multiple times a year. And I remember it was our first trip that year and we were packing up and he was like, oh, you know, I wish I could come with you. And the boys were like, come with us, dad. And, and he's like, no, you know, I have to, you know, gas flip a car. And um, so we had just set up. It's a long walk from the car to set up finally got set up. I was check, kept checking my phone because I was like waiting on a friend who was going to meet us so to let her know where we were. Um, the boys had just like gone in the water a little bit. I was like, oh, we're here. This is great. Um, and then I was like, oh, you know, they were filming It out here last year. What was the name of that pizza place that like the crew loved? And so I called him and I was like, hey, so what was the name of that pizza place in Port Hope? And he goes, he's like, Jen, I'm about to flip a car. Can I call you back? And, and it was just like classic, like he would, you know, almost always answer when I called and, and, and I was like, Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. You know, I'll, I'll talk to you later. And, um, 20 minutes later, one of his guys who had been on that crew called, and I just figured he was calling to tell me the name of the pizza place. And he was like, Jen, there was an accident. And, and even then I was like, okay, like, Figure it out, guys. Like I'm an hour away. I just got here. Like, actually from where they were, I was almost two hours away. I'm like, what like, okay, Shuba, there was an accident. And he's like, I don't remember what he said, but something I was like, oh, I was like, oh, we have to go. And so, you know, trying to get two small kids who were soaking wet and they have to get back in the car. And it's not just like a quick drive, it's like an hour drive. So I'm like, all right, guys, come on, we got to go, you know, and I had to tell, you know, daddy had an accident, like, I don't know what's going on, but we have to go. And even them, you know, technically what he did every day was relatively dangerous. I mean, he wasn't a stunt guy. He he more did like a lot of the like rain and snow and stuff and they would, and they would flip a car that didn't have anyone in it. Um, so I don't know to say there was, I don't know, there were accidents, there were fires on set sometimes There like stuff happens. So at
1: that point you didn't think it was as something Shuba
0: said made me think like, Oh crap, we got to go, but still, you know, and, and, you know, just like, and I'm on my own with them. So like I'm in my head and I'm trying to get them changed and get them in the car. And then I'm like, you know, as the time's going on, I'm freaking out a little bit. So I call my mom and then I'm like, we're in the car. How am I supposed to talk to people? Cause at one point Logan was like, you're making me upset, mommy. Can you stop talking about it? Um, And so I like, you know, thank God we had the car with like the entertainment system and the screens. So I like put on Scooby-Doo, cranked up the volume in the back of the car and, and like talked on my speaker, you know, and I, I talked periodically to, um, his crew member and friend who was with him. Um, and thinking back, there was a moment cause I was trying to figure out where to go. Do, am I supposed to go home, which I live in like the East end of the city, or do I go to the shop, which is in the West end of the city? And Toronto's massive so it can take like his commute was almost an hour every day so I was like where, where am I going what am I doing like am I supposed to have the kids there like what mm-hmm. you know what should I I'm not going to leave them with any of you guys because not no offense like you're not their people you know <laughs> like he, they know them all as daddy's workers but like um so but and and thinking back something in Christy's voice changed and like at that point you know he probably had had Died at that point, but they wouldn't tell me. Mm -hmm. Um, So we went to a really good friend's house. Um, uh, She's a teacher. So she was off for the summer. And he, um, I knew, had that week off. And they have two kids of their own, too. So I just knew there were two grownups, two cars, all the car seats, like everything, like I could bring them there and everything would be fine. And so we were there. And one of Warren's business partners came to the house shortly after we got there to tell me that he had died and then brought me to the hospital. Um, And it just, it speaks to what we call our film family, because I think when I got there, there were already like 20 people there. Um, you know, so that was, which to me it was normal, but I guess isn't. And I felt really bad. I always think of this, like the social worker, whoever the hospital has to like be with you. And she's trying to sit with me with him. And I just was like, I looked at like, Yeah. I don't need you here. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. like I got people here if I want someone and like, you're like, I feel for somebody, yeah. You know, I, I feel if, if somebody has no one and like hundred percent, but I was like, lady, I'm good. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm not good, but I don't need you. <laughs> right. Um, and so, and then it became this really trippy thing where I had to, you know, approve a press release that the studio was putting out and I didn't have to, but our very good friend who's a, a, assistant director, she was like, she, she was kind of coordinating that stuff. She was like, you want to view that, you want to see the press release before they put it out. And I was like, huh? She goes, you want to look at, and I'm like, yes, I do. I want to, or I want one of you to like, mm-hmm. you know, just, just because, and, and, you know, so I had all these people kind of doing the things and fielding the calls and, and, um, I'd be like, yeah, I don't want to freaking talk to that guy. Like, I know he was on the show, but like, that's not, you know. And so they would kind of, you know, just swoop in and um, that's take care of it for me. That's
1: Run interference.
0: Yeah, it was just so great. And then even, you know, in the days that, you know, so my mom, when I had called my mom, I think before we even knew, she had been driving from their place in Boston up to their place in New Hampshire. And uh, she just, some, I was like, I said, I need you. And I didn't even know what was going on. Um... But she turned around, um, went home, got her passport and just drove um, and, you know, and, and got here. <clears throat> and, you know, like at that point, we, by the time she got here, we already knew like we after the day at the hospital, um, I went back and I had then had to tell my boys because I didn't tell them before I left. Yeah. Um, which for me was a big deal. Like I felt like I was lying to them but I couldn't tell them and then leave. Right. And it it was just the way it was, but I'm, I've always been very like transparent and honest with them. Um, so that was really hard. And I unfortunately, or fortunately I'm very lucky that, uh, another film friend, her husband, um, died, um, from cancer just seven weeks before Warren. So, and she has a little girl. So she put me in touch with somebody that they had worked with during Karsten's cancer, um, while they were, while he treatment, um, and so this woman just like, so like made time as she was like driving somewhere just to talk to me. Cause I was like, how am I supposed to tell them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, so
2: what did she tell you?
0: So, um, we don't understand death. nobody really does. Right. And it's a very nebulous thing. And when you say things like passed away or or is in a better place it's very nebulous and a kid is like what does that mean and like especially like in a better place like yeah uh, right. what is what does that mean because like I what's better than being with me yeah um, so you know she cautioned me like he had taken a blow to the head they um, they did know that because I knew that and I didn't know like whatever but she if the situation had been different she would have just said you know you know you don't have to go into the gory details of it just say Daddy's heart stopped working there was an accident. Um, some accidents are really small, but some are really big. And sometimes somebody loses their life. And and that's what happened with daddy. And he died and, or his heart stopped working and he died. And you're supposed to, you just say they died. Mm-hmm. Out of the softening terms that as adults we do. Um, and there are, I believe personally in my situation, like depending on who I'm talking to, I say he was killed because he was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, I don't really, I try, I don't say that around kids. I'll say, I'll just say he died. Um, But then there are people who do pass away, who just go to sleep. And then they do like that does happen, but that's Mm -hmm. not what happened to us. And, and there are even times that like, I think we were driving back from a trip with my, to my parents' house, the border agents who never asked about their dad when I traveled alone, of course did. And my mom was driving and she goes, he passed. I go, and I like talked over her. I go, he died two weeks ago.
1: Um, and I, I, for you, like, I would think that, you know, you're like speaking the truth, right? So that's sort of part of your healing process a little bit. It, like if you yeah. softened it, like, oh, he passed away or this and that, like, that's not honoring your grief, really.
0: No. And it's, it's, it's not what happened and, right. you know, and, um, and it's also in service to my kids, like like this woman I spoke with cautioned me on the people who would say, you know, oh, daddy's with the angels or daddy, you know, and everybody has their own belief systems. And I'm not here to like comment on that, but with a child, you have to be very clear.
1: Yep. Concrete.
0: Um, You know, like they can't think that he's coming back. And that's not to say that they might not think that sometimes, anyway, or whatever. But like, you have your job is to make it very clear for them.
2: How um, old were the kids when they when he passed?
0: Wyatt had just turned three. No, that's four. Wyatt age. had just turned four, um, and Logan was almost seven.
1: <clears throat> so, so what was your like grief, Jen? Like in the very beginning and up until the pandemic and i'm sure it's changed during the pandemic cuz we're all sort of grieving different yes. losses during
0: the pandemic I mean, I so i'm sure you know things have that.
1: like your perspective has shifted a lot shifted a lot um
0: well again we were just we are we're so lucky to be so supported like the day after my mom was here two of our really good friends here and they like like cleaned the whole house my sister flew in from boston that morning um and you know, they, they like, they just like purged the whole house. They were like, you know, it was just, it was pretty amazing. And then it was like talking about like, what are we doing for services? What are we like all of this stuff? And, you know, my sister, we had like a private funeral that my sister planned. And then the film community being as it is, there was a big um, celebration of life memorial kind of a thing that happened the next day. And I mean that, and then my friend, my friend Karen, took care of that, and I. Uh, we were donated like studio space and to to hold it and stuff. And I had been to some of those before. Never, never had anybody like died on set in the manner uh, that Warren had. But you know, there are untimely deaths, and and the, it is a family. The film family is is it runs deep. And so I'd been to something like that before. But um, and my friend Karen had organized things like that before, and she said that you know the the lighting guys gave her a list three pages long of the gear they needed um, to, you know, put this together. And it was, everything was donated and it was just really amazing. Um, I think there were like 300 people there. And, um,
2: so he was well-loved by everybody. He had
0: worked in the business for 25 years. Wow. Yeah. You know, he was on the union executive board. Uh, his dad was um, a very well-known um post sound guy, Um, like he lived and, and breathed film. Yeah. The only thing he loved more than, than the boys and I was his job. Um, So it was a, it was a really big deal. Um, But they, everybody was just taking care of everything. You know, my, my, my community of moms here, they um, organized a meal train and we were getting food delivered. Like that was July up through October. Wow, um, you know, people people just bringing us food and and checking in on us. And my mom stayed with us on and off until October, when um, you know, in the height of like a really massive wave of grief, I like screamed at her to leave um, because her being here, while appreciated appreciated appreciated, um, really highlighted that he wasn't. Yep. Yeah. You know, like. In the mom way and the, definitely the way my mom is because I'm a disaster and she's anything but, would like clean up after me. Like if I would spill something or the boys would spill something and I would maybe freak out and she'd be like, oh, it's like, this is just like, we kind of, we got to, I don't want to, but we got to figure it out.
1: Yeah. She was trying to like sanitize your life to a certain extent. And yeah. you really, you and the boys need to figure out what your life is looks like now or am moving exactly. forward.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, it was hard. It was really hard because, you know, Wyatt started kindergarten that year. Um, luckily, our school is very small. I was able to meet with all of the teachers and Logan's teacher actually had been his kindergarten teacher. So they moved around the school. So there was um, some comfort in that, that he also had had a great relationship with his grade one teacher. So that was another support. Um, my very, Dear friend um, was a teacher in the school as well. Um, so, you know, they had some really phenomenal support. I mean, a lot of the staff from the school came to the, the service. Um, so that was pretty, we were lucky in that. Um, of course, Wyatt, the night, the day before school started, we were at a friend's swimming and they have like a brick lined pool. Oh, yeah, he had his head like right on the brick. Yeah, and so having to, like – and he was fine, and he probably didn't need to go to the hospital. He probably didn't need a stitch, but, like, we're talking about a blow to the head and, like, all of this stuff. So, I, you know, my mom was here at the house. She had – no, I drove the boys' and I over. She wasn't coming with us to this. And, you know, my girlfriends all, like, surrounded us, and and, like, one of them called my mom, and she was like, Hi, Leslie. So – and so, like, she came over and, you know – we went to the hospital and, and um, it's amazing that you can go to the hospital here and not have to worry about like insurance and paying and things like that. But on a long weekend, it's like we could, could have waited for like four hours. So, you know, pulling, I think as you do, when you have like any kind of a film background where you have to handle people. Um and I also was like pretty traumatized. I, like when we got in with like the first nurse we saw, I was like, I can't wait here this long. Like this is what this just happened like just over a month ago. And and they really were amazing to us. Um, he ended up getting stitched, and everything was fine. And you know he likes his scar. And but it was like, <laughs> of course, you know, the night before start kindergarten, like there's not enough happening in my mind about all of this. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, and we 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 went we found some some new traditions because you know being in Canada there's Thanksgiving which over what what we know at home is Columbus Day weekend and then there's American Thanksgiving and you know we started kind of but I think you're just in such a fog Um, Mm
2: -hmm. yeah so how was it like going from you literally this happened in July and then not about eight months later COVID hit So such weird timing and sad timing for you guys. You're just probably starting to try and feel normal. And then this pandemic hits.
0: Yeah. So I literally two weeks before my mom had been here and I spent two nights at like a really fancy hotel downtown. It was the first time I had been away from the boys like that um, since everything.
2: Um, many barred up. And- <laughs> I mean,
0: I went out to dinner one night with a friend, brunch with another friend. And then the next day, literally like I stopped at the, the liquor store on the way back from brunch. I bought myself a bottle of wine, some snacks. I like, I made sure I had a tub, a big tub. I took a bath. I like oh. rocked my bathrobe rooms. I mean, it was just, it was wonderful. And I had like the chapter in a book I was writing to write, which I did not, but I enjoyed my time. Um, <laughs> so it was great. Um, you know, I, we had a weekly sitter and it was, we got into a groove where normally like they were traumatized. I mean, we've always had sitters since they were very little because we don't have a, you know, Warren's family is, is relatively close, but I don't know. I grew up with babysitters. I wanted babysitters. I didn't want to have to worry about favors the family. So Mm -hmm. but it was always like this trauma for them, like babysitters, like crying. "Ah!" So we were doing it and they loved the sitter, and it was great. And then COVID hit and we knew it was real because like literally the day before we were supposed to drive down for what the boys' March break would have been, um, we were going to drive down to be with family. I canceled it. And then it was just like in the beginning, I think for us, we needed that time. Because it was a very quick, not even six weeks from when Warren died and they went back to school. And just by nature of it, you know, like in the beginning I was told it's really important to maintain a kid's schedule. Well, we, open, I mean, I'm at home. Um, we didn't have a schedule in the summer. Like at all. And we liked it that way. Um, so, but then school started. So it's like back to the schedule, back to the swimming lessons, you know, doing the things. Um And so that time, especially in the beginning, I mean, I think we really thrived. Like we really needed to kind of cocoon in ourselves and just be with ourselves. Um, You know, and I still had like, you know, so much support people offering to go to the grocery store for us because, you know, in the beginning, like you couldn't even go into a store with a kid up here. Yeah. What what am I supposed to do? Um, You know, I got very savvy with Instacart because in the beginning it was very tricky to like get it delivered, but I, I figured the system out and I could plan, like I knew what was two weeks worth of groceries and really it was two weeks worth of milk and that <laughs> I could then, you know, and I could book my Instacart deliveries in advance. And and so, you know, we just, we just went with it and it, you know, it, it was hard, but we were okay. And you'd mentioned like the grieving and the trauma that people are kind of going through with this. I won't lie. There was a part of me that sat there and was like, ha suckers. Now, you know how it feels.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have the rug pulled out from underneath you and have your life change in an instant.
0: Yeah. Um, so. It was weird. And then I think, you know, my birth mother's day, and my birthday, because they're both in May. That's. Uh, oh, when is it? Me uh, too. The 15th. I'm
2: the 11th. Oh,
0: you're a Taurus too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 got yeah, my Taurus pendant. <laughs> oh my gosh, I
0: love it. Oh my God. you so you're in 11th cuz I know, a 12th, I know multiple 12th, 13th and 14th and 16th and 17th. See, there it's we go. Crazy. I actually know another Jennifer who was born in 77 who's like a day or two after me. There we go. Um Forest power. Uh, it's the best. Um but I I had plans for those days. Like Mother's Day, I was getting a babysitter and I was going to do whatever the hell I wanted. Because when you have small kids, that's all you want to do. And and I distinctly remember the last Mother's Day, Warren was alive. I think I went to a yoga class. They had like live drumming. I was like, this is amazing. I came home. I did a mask. And I just sat up here in my room and dead to me had just come come out. And I was like, I'm binge watching this baby. (laughs) And I heard Logan go at one point, where's mommy? And Warren goes, I don't know. I guess she doesn't want to spend the day with us. And I'm like, no, I don't.
1: It's Mother's. It's called Mother's Day for a reason, because we want to be alone.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I'm with them all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he worked really long hours. <laughs> so um, so I had, like, envisioned what I wanted for that. And I for my birthday, I've always been someone who, like, just liked my birthday from the sheer fact. I have lots of friends from lots of different parts of my life. And I get to make them all get together, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and share a meal, and you know, just kind of. I, I like connecting people and gathering people and doing that. And so, I like my birthday because I get to like it's my birthday, so you have to do it, or you know, like I get to plan this, right? Um, uh, so not being able to do that, that was kind of it was just weird, and I, I didn't know what to make of it, and I ended up being surprised by my f- phenomenal. Um, friends that live you know here in the neighborhood and all the moms and they did like a birthday parade for me and then they dropped off like a bucket of like tequila and limes and chips and salsa and like all of like the things and um my friend katie was like she's like get the boys to bed she had made a t-shirt like i need it says i need a huge margarita um and then there was another one too and she was like put one of these on You know, let me know and I'll send you the link for later. And I was like, okay. And so I did. And she called me on like FaceTime, you know, Messenger or whatever. And I was like, are you outside my house? And like a bunch of them had all set up like six feet away on my front lawn. And, and, you know, a local mom baker had like individually packed up cupcakes for us. And it was like, that's amazing. It was really awesome. Yeah. It was really, really awesome. And, and, you know, it was as good, it was better than I even imagined it could have been, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So, you
2: really do have a huge like group and tribe up there, Jen. So I don't blame you for not moving home. Yeah. I mean, you can't ask for more right there. Yeah, yeah there,
0: people showing
1: up when you need it the most. It's all is-
0: right here where, you know, I think especially cause I went to a private school in the Boston area. And even the people I know, they're kind of all over the place, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, like where the, I have no shortage of people I can call that, you know, are five minutes away.
2: Yeah. And just
0: even like the boy, I told my car last January (laughs) Um, and it was right around the corner from our house. And I literally didn't have to call anyone because it was one of Logan's classmates houses right there. The mom came out, Um, you know, both of the lunch ladies from the school, one of whom is Logan's best friend's mom, like pulled up. So one of the first one took the boys into the car while I was dealing with it. And then the other one pulled up and her eldest, that's how she ended up being our babysitter. She took the boys so we could deal with all of the stuff. Like, and then all of a sudden I was like, shoot, I have to call Katie who I was meeting and oh, I probably should call my parents. But like, I didn't. It was just, I mean, and that's, I think, speaks a lot to this neighborhood too. Um, wow, it's a really great little community we live in here. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, you know, that wouldn't be the experience in, you know, suburban Boston that I would no, that not, I would not at have. All. I would have my family, which would be amazing, and I do have friends there. But um, that level of support, just no, I mean, not that that's readily huge. available. Huge. Yeah, so. We're really, we're very lucky that way.
1: (laughs) What's it like? So I know I lose my shit on a very regular basis with my kids. So, you know, but I have someone there who can intervene and calm things down or let me have a break and your kids are little, so it's not like you can leave the house and even walk around the block. So what happens in those moments when you have just had it up to here, whether it's because of the kids or something else and you need a moment for yourself, like, what do you do? (laughs)
0: I lose it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's a slog. It's, it's never ending, you know, like I never get to be alone, especially now, you know, again, in the first like lockdown period that we were in, it, it was, it was okay. Like we were okay. You know, yeah. um, I completely tapped out. We didn't do any of the virtual schooling options, although, and it was very clearly made it an optional thing. And our principal, was really amazing and going that much further and being like, these are just opportunities. There is nothing mandatory about this. You and your family being okay is what matters. Like that was the messaging we got from him, like right off the top, which I mean, I was of that mind anyway, but it was really just nice to have that reinforced. Cause I know friends with kids at other schools, that was not necessarily the messaging Mm -hmm. they got. Um, And not, they couldn't say that it was mandatory, but it was just not as family focused. Um, And then but as the time has gone on, you know, and it was hard because we kind of here anyway, we, there were like 80 cases a day in Toronto in the summer. So it was like not completely back to normal, but I had the sitter over, you know, occasionally. I went for a couple lunches. I could, you know, st- I'm probably never going to go to the grocery store regularly ever again. I'm going to be perfectly honest just because I love getting it delivered. Um, oh, yeah. Literally. Liz and I started doing that before the pandemic. Yes. I mean, I think I I probably would have been a little bit little bit extra as a mom who, you know, I don't sit on my butt all day, but like I do, I am a stay-at-home mom. So like, you know, you could probably go to the store, Um, (laughs) but but I just don't want to again. Mm -hmm. Um, But I could just run a couple errands. You know, you need a couple, you need something that maybe Instacart couldn't bring or whatever. Um, So that was really nice. And then they went back to school, so some free time. And then... um, we had a two week stretch where uh, their classes were shut down because of positive cases that luckily didn't spread at all. But the, the party line here is that you get shut down if there's an exposure in a class for two weeks. So we did remote learning and that was freaking hard. And It's awful. And the teachers were, I mean, we are so, so lucky. Um, the parents that have the teachers that, that my boys have, they are just amazing but it was a, like it was being like a film assistant on crack like just that the tech troubleshooting and the i mean you know i need this get me that like i was just like i did not go back to film because i didn't want to do that
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are you to turn into your kid's bitch. Like I need a snack. I can't get on my zoom. I need a pencil. I need scissors. I need glue. Uh, ugh, it's the worst, yeah. craft, worst. craft services. Yeah. You're, the, oh,
0: you're like, you're the PA. catering you're craft. You're out. It's just too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I guess even before they went back to school, we had an option here where you could either opt to go full virtual or yeah. back to school fully. Um, and they gave you some, there's been some opportunities to switch um, in that. And, and having to make that decision on my own was really, I think that was maybe the first moment where I was like, how the hell am I supposed to do this? You know, like I can talk to other people. I can talk to my, you know, like, but nobody is in it with us and knows us as well as a partner would, as well as Warren would. Mm -hmm. And we might not have even agreed on it, but I would have at least trusted where his opinion was coming from. And, and you know, if my mom listens, she'll be like, oh, you didn't trust me. it's not that. It's just, it's it's different. It's It's like your best
2: friend. And it's different. It's totally different because you need uh, someone that's your peer and you're with you in it that knows you and your kids and your, your bubble. To be able to make that decision yeah, with you. Exactly.
0: Um, so that was really challenging. And then having, you know, all the holidays that come up in the fall. <laughs> um, and there's
1: a lot. Yep. Yeah, right after well, one, right after
0: another. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, Warren's birthday it was in September. Logan's birthday is in September. Then we have Canadian Thanksgiving and then there's Halloween and then there's American Thanksgiving and like all of it. Um was it was just it was a lot and and I would say we we rolled pretty well with Canadian Thanksgiving. I booked us a weekend away um um at a place that I had been wanting to go to and um we just it was a, we had a really great time we we hiked and spent lots of time at the beach and um my boys still went in the water even though it was October. Um and, what is what is Canadian um, Thanksgiving? It's um so it's like So if you speak to a Canadian, and I'm actually inclined to agree, it makes much more sense because it actually takes place around when the harvest is um, because it's at the beginning of October. And it's the same kind of a thing in terms of, like, the turkey dinner and all of that. What I have always found where there's, like, a disconnect is American Thanksgiving is that Thursday. Mm -hmm. everybody eats the turkey on the thursday like i remember when i first moved here i was on a show and warren was like we can go on that weekend i go they're not saving the dinner for the weekend that's not how it works (laughs)
2: it has to be thursday
0: (laughs) it's It's on the day because there's like nothing else well now more things are open i guess but you know like growing up there was nothing else to do Mm -hmm. yep so thursday yeah it's thursday um and so, actually, since Wyatt was born, we hadn't gone home for it, and so I started making a turkey. And but we would do it on the Thursday, and we'd have all our friends over. Um, <laughs> that is so and, it is so um, weird. It is He was like, "You're doing it on Thursday night." He goes, "You're doing it on the Thursday night." He's like, "It's a school night." I'm like, "I don't care. It's Thanksgiving." It's Thanksgiving. It's I'm to the parade Well, I'm making the turkey. Well, I'm making the turkey. Like, this is what we're doing. And mm-hmm. the kids got used to it. And so um, a couple of years ago, um, we actually went home for Thanksgiving um, uh, in 2018, I guess. And my friends were kind of like, wait a, wait a minute. And I'm like, don't worry. We'll do something like before. We can still do our thing. And to have these little kids be like, we always come here for this, don't we? It was just really nice. Like, That's I really sweet. liked that. Um yeah, so to not be able, and especially because it fell over, well, this year it fell over when um, the boys, we were supposed to be isolating because of their classes. Oh, okay. So it's not like even the few people we did see, we could see. That's um, hard. So you just kind so of I bought established
1: like new traditions sad that had little you can't, turkey
0: breast. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we had. You know, that and that too. was a tradition that still that still worked even though he wasn't here, you know? Yeah. Um. So I had a sad little turkey breast, and I'm like, I'm cooking this dinner that these guys aren't even going to eat,
1: and it was. It ended
0: up being fine.
1: <laughs> I know. I part, think our was
0: nice. Our it expectations was nice are home. so low
1: that it's just like yeah. all right, just get through the day. How Jen? How do you well, like? In part eat? it was kind of. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, I was saying it was nice that they were actually home because I did, I like turned on the parade and I was mm-hmm. like, we're not doing school today because it's Thanksgiving. True, sure, they would have been you know, in school. Kind of, yeah. yeah, so but they were they were virtual. So I was just like, you know, we're not doing that today. It's we're having Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Keeping your traditions yeah. alive. How do you yeah. how do you keep like Warren's yeah. memory alive with the boys and, and like talk about him or or share stories? It's
0: it's not really like a like a a conscious thing I mean yeah. you know, he just he's a he's kind of just a part of everything mm-hmm. I guess you know the boys will bring him up or or you know they'll do something and I'll be like or you know daddy loved doing this with you or mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know it's just it's just a part of our day-to-day it's not necessarily a conscious thing yeah um uh, he we had him cremated, and because this was not something we had ever spoken about, um, he uh, his ashes are here, and I didn't realize how much that meant to the boys until I brought up doing something with them someday. What are you doing
2: now, Jen, with everything? I know that you are busy, you say you're a stay at home mom, but you really do a lot of other things yeah. so can you let us and our listeners know what you have going on we know you started beauty counter 3 years ago or so and you <laughs> hello <laughs> and you have a lot of other stuff going on
0: started working with beauty counter 3 years ago and it was kind of a i just wanted something to like use my brain a little bit and then um it's it's grown a lot for me, especially in the last year and a half, and since Warren's death. Um, <laughs> uh, since Warren's death, I uh, write a lot about my grief and my experiences. Um, it started on Instagram, and then it translated into an opportunity to be a co-author in a couple of different book projects and a blog. Um, and I am also actually developing a podcast myself with a friend of mine. Um, so yeah, I keep very busy. Um, mm-hmm. What did my coach say the other day? I'm a, I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that one. Well, I read on one of your blog posts, which I, I thought was really interesting. It was about like a recent workshop that you took. Um, and there were words like mompreneur being used and kind of how you felt about that word. And it's like, why do you have to be a mompreneur? Like I'm just an entrepreneur, you know, like why does it have to be associated with me being a mother? Like you're so passionate about all of these things and you have all of these endeavors, but that doesn't mean it has to be tied back to you being a mother. So I thought that was kind of interesting.
0: Well, there's no dadpreneurs. Right. Exactly.
1: So it's like kind of offensive from a gender perspective. Um. Can you tell us what your it podcast is? It is, it Can is. And,
0: and even the idea of, yes, so I don't have the actual, like, really good, like, log line, but mm-hmm. it's, um, it's going to be about um, people sharing stories of, of their own kind of traumas and how they've transformed that into where they are now in life. And kind of all these just transformations that I think we go through, and it doesn't need to be a trauma like mine, but we all experience some sort of trauma, and we all have this point in our life where we say now what like what's coming next um and what you do after that so we're hoping I'm going to say it here we're hoping to launch it in April
1: (laughs) that's awesome that's That's nice do you
0: have a name for it it's actually called now what
1: oh Oh, that's cool that's amazing
0: yeah Um, so um we're pretty we're pretty excited and I'm working with um uh, a good friend who, uh, I, we met when our eldest our both of our eldest were like babies, like teeny tiny at mom and baby yoga. That
1: sounds familiar, Lindsay, right? Yes.
0: <laughs> Is that First how you guys met? To
1: drop <laughs> off our kids? That's right. 7.00 AM on the dot.
2: <laughs> Lindsay oh, okay. Daly.
1: <laughs> well, Jen, thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, I think it's, incredibly helpful for our listeners who might be navigating their own transformations or, or, you know, dealing with grief in whatever form or fashion it comes with. Um, but did you happen to get anything interesting in the mail recently? Would you care to share your what's in the box with our listeners? i show you with the
0: box. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> in the box? Um, I get a lot of packages. hmm <laughs> Um, so none of them are, I, I don't, I can't, I can't say that anything is particularly interesting other than, you know, there's those memes that go around where like, you know, gotta get there before the Amazon guy. Cause of your husband or, you know, mm-hmm. when my husband keeps asking where, you know, where all these boxes come from. Um, there was definitely a moment like early on in the pandemic where, where the boys were like, when is something coming for us? Because there'd be a delivery every, like, day or so. Oh, and yeah. And I'd be like, oh, that's just mine. Oh, that's just mine.
1: <laughs> that is really funny. So, um, I know. I, I mean, I think, just
0: like a lot of clothes.
1: Yes. Yes. And it's just like, you know, Lindsay <laughs> and I always talk, joke about it. Like, we, we're not going anywhere. We don't have a reason to wear these things. But it's just like the dopamine high you get when you hit, like, add to cart and purchase. It's like, yes. I can't wait. <laughs>
0: I need a new loungewear. Yes.
1: <laughs> Everyone does, right? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, Liz, what about you? What yeah. you get? What's <laughs> uh, your um, box?
2: You love this one, Liz. Um, so you know our flawless things that we use. Oh yes, yes. That would be the face shaver for ladies.
0: <laughs> oh, the shaver.
2: Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> Well, um, mine stopped working. And it was probably from overuse. And it was, it was three or four years old, because I was probably one of the first ones that got Mm -hmm. the first generation. So I had to get a new one. So the new one just arrived. In the nick of time. (laughs) Just in the nick of time.
0: And I was like, when it stops working, does it hurt you? No, no, is, no. It just like never what happens
2: is, done. um, I like the battery area, like, wouldn't take a charge anymore. Like, it was stretched out or something. Oh, okay. And I was like, how is this happening? So, it wasn't connecting to the battery. And I kept thinking, the battery can't be, I just put a new battery in and this kept happening. And I'm like, I'm not using it this much. (laughs) And so then I was like trying the battery out in my toothbrush and it was like perfect. And I'm like, okay, something is wrong. And then I just noticed that it wasn't connecting. And so I was like, okay, I got to get a new one. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So my what's in the box goes back to my flat moment um, with Avery not sleeping out of desperation. I bought her a weighted blanket and a weighted sleep mask on Amazon and she was all excited for them to arrive. However, a total backfire. She told me when I put the weighted blanket on her, she told me it felt like someone was pulling her clothes off. So I'm not sure what kind of trauma she's working through there. Um, And then the weighted sleep mask, which is lavender scented, she claims smelled like farts. So she refuses to wear that. However, Brady (laughs) commandeered both items. And as I was telling Lindsay, like he's the kid that does not need any sleep aids. Like, falls asleep. Like the second his head hits the pillow, I'm literally, he has a bunk bed and I'm literally physically pulling him out of his top bunk in the morning to get him out of bed. He is surrounded by 47 stuffed animals. He like, it's, it's ridiculous. He does not need any help sleeping. He needs help waking up. Like I, go in his room every morning. And I'll like have Alexa play like Reveille, like to try and get him out of bed. I'm like, we got to go to school, dude. Um, but he didn't think the sleep mask <laughs> smelled like farts. He thought it was perfectly lovely. And now it's part of his self-care regimen because every eight year old boy needs a self-care regimen. So that's what I've got.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Well, mine
0: want my satin pillowcase. So
2: yeah, there you go. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: And they try yeah. actually to take my weighted blanket. I did read on the weighted blanket that it takes a while to get used to. Okay. Um, I bought my kids one and they won't use it, but they like mine.
2: (laughs) Of course. That's awesome. Well, Jen, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We loved having you. And I know it's, it's one of those things, it's hard opening up, but after a while it gets easier and easier. And like you said, it's, it's important to talk about your grief and open up because there's lots of other people that you can be helping as well. And um, can you share where people can find you?
0: Um, I am on Instagram at boy, mom on the move. And uh, my website is Jen So Jen with one N um, and uh, I have my blog there and all different ways you can like contact me and reach out to me and all the different projects I work on.
2: That's awesome. And then what now will be coming out soon. Um, That will be a new podcast where you can find Jen and you can find us multitasking and heels on iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your podcasts, please rate and subscribe and review that helps people find us. And we are also on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. So thank you guys all for listening. And Jen, thanks again thank for you. coming on.
0: Have fun with the boys. Thanks for having me. Thank we'll you. We'll talk soon. Fun
2: skating. Bye.
0: Bye.